And the time to start, if you're not living your dream, is right now. Start setting goals and setting out where you set in the course of your life and setting it all up so that you get somewhere in the future. When all that comes together, something happens called fulfillment. If you are not experiencing awesomeness in every aspect of your life, it's just from internal block or barrier disconnect that you've chosen to take on. Life is as easy or as hard as we want to make it. And I got my hands and my eyeballs and my heart around any information I could around holistic healing. And that led me down a never-ending rabbit hole of which I'm still spelunking into the depths of. I needed something like ayahuasca to really wake me up because I was very rigid and very stuck in my ways and very structured and controlling. And my first ayahuasca ceremony cracked my ego in a billion pieces. And uh, that's when I believe when you when we really follow our deepest truth, when we really follow our soul, when we really follow our true calling, the universe rises to support us moment to moment to moment. Welcome to the Holistic Health and Human Potential Podcast. I am your host, Ronnie Landis. I'm an international speaker, author of multiple books, an integrative nutritionist, a transformation and embodiment coach, and simply a man who has devoted most of my life to the study, application, and integration of human potential. And it is my biggest inspiration to bring you weekly episodes that will expand your mind, challenge your paradigm, deepen your heart, and help you to embody the greatest version of yourself as I believe you are meant to do something incredible with your life and this podcast exists simply to support you on that journey. Greetings everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Holistic Human Optimization Show. I am your host Ronnie Landis. And today I am joined by a special guest, Makunde Singh, who is a really good friend of mine and also happens to be my roommate in the beautiful island of Maui. And I am really, really excited about this interview. We've wanted to do this for quite some time. And this is the first conversation that's dedicated entirely to one of my favorite passions, which is living a raw, unprocessed spring water. And this individual is actually the owner and founder of the only company, or one of the only companies, I should say, for sure, that offers unprocessed spring water to people all over the United States and is delivering an incredible service to people really worldwide at this point and and really sharing with them not only the benefits of spring water, but how they can access spring water for themselves, for their families, and for all their friends and all the people that they come in contact with. And I've been getting into living spring water for the last eight years. I remember when I first went to my first spring in Marin County, and my life was completely transformed when I did that. And um, I want to talk a little bit about that and just everything around spring water, the misconceptions, some of the controversies in the media that have come out largely because of this individual <laughs> and um, everything in between. So welcome to the show, Makande. Thanks for having me, bro. Yeah, man. My pleasure. It's a long time coming. How are you doing? Feeling good. Feeling good. Yeah. Well, I'd like to start, before we dive into water, I'd love to start off with just um, a little bit about your background, how you got into this, and also, what's the background be- behind your name? 
because I was listening to your interview with Luke's story and I thought that was an interesting um, story in terms of like why you uh, changed or evolved from Chris or Christopher and why you chose the name Makunde. So maybe that's a great place for us to start. Yeah. Um, I just like being original, you know, having something that is distinguishing and uh, not too many other Mukundes out there and just a name that uh, resonated with me. And uh, yeah. I lost you on the audio there. Oh, I was on mute. Um, yeah, I know there's a little bit like, what's the meaning of Makande? I want to, I want to get into that a little bit so people can get to know you a little bit more. Um, yeah. So in the Kundalini yoga tradition, you can request a name and, um, it's something that goes along with your astrological chart and uh, where you were born, stuff like that. Uh, and the name that came back to me was Mukunde, which means uh, liberator. Mm. So it's a good affirmation, you know, and something that reminds me that we all are here to liberate each other. You know, we all have keys. We're all in each other's lives for a reason to, to learn together and grow together and uh, empower each other. I, I found the reason I brought that up is because I found that particular meaning really interesting based on the work that you're inspired to do in the world. Because water is really the substance that gives life to everything. It's, it's in my the way that I, I look at water is that it's the only element or substance in the world that's pretty much the same as what we in the spiritual world would interpret as spirit, you know, like spirit individuates itself in corporeal form, in human form, mammal form, all of life really has the essence of spirit. That's what animates it, right? So when I think of water, water does the same thing. It individuates itself in all forms of life from the microscopic um, single-celled algae, all the way to the insects, all the way to the, the microbiome of the earth, the soil, the trees, mammals, all the way to humans. Like, that's the stuff that we are made of, right? And yet, there's so much confusion and distortion and misunderstanding around water. People think it's just like chemically H2O. They don't even really know what that even means, but it's just like hydrogen, oxygen, and and some kind of like opaque opaque substance and you drink it and it's probably good for you, right? That's kind of like most people's interpretation of water. And I really want to dive deep into this with you. Um, and really like what inspired you to get into spring water in the first place and kind of take it from there? Yeah. So what you were just talking about, you know, I think, it's hard for people to really, a lot of people don't have a relationship with water, with, um, with their, what they drink, you know, they haven't seen where it comes from or haven't, um, really made that, that primal connection that is something humans have done for 99% of our existence to like go to these sacred spots, um, that are so perfectly energetically 
enhanced and complexed through nature. And there's something that really is special um, that happens when you make that first connection with water that you're collecting and, and seeing being birthed from the earth for yourself. And that's something that it just made sense to me hearing people talk about the benefits of going to collect your own spring water. Um, you know, it's, it's just like food. I think water has a freshness as well. So when you're able to go and collect it yourself, um, you know, there's, there's something that's, that's hard to replicate with that. And, you know, also knowing that 99.9% of the spring water that you get on a shelf is going to be processed, which most people don't realize ultraviolet light, um, ozone gas, you know, there's a lot of different things that happen and that's done for shelf stability. It's done. So this water can sit in hot plastic bottles and in warehouses for weeks without ever going green or tasting off or weird or whatever. So having access to that fresh spring water, like right out of the earth, that, that sacred gift is just such a treasure that you can feel, you feel it for yourself. And, um, that, that was the big catalyst for me to want to provide it to more people, just feeling absolutely amazing enjoying the journey of finding different springs, um, enjoying the nature and the different edible plants and, and berries and other things that are, that are uh, typically around springs. Um, there's definitely some magic there. Yeah, so much magic. I remember, I remember when I really got deep into going to springs around the country and harvesting my own water, procuring my own water. It, it really tapped me into a different connection with nature. And I think that's really like the underlining crux of the entire matter is to actually connect with nature and its authentic, undenatured, unprocessed, original, and authentic form. And one of the biggest things we're dealing with in society is a lack of authenticity. And it's never been lost on me that what we put into our holy temple makes us more authentic or less authentic. The more plastic we take into our body, the more plasticized we become. Um, even as a personality, our personality is affected by the substances that we put in our, wa- put in our body. Even if we're filtering water to... Um, maybe displace or filter out the physical contaminants that are in our, our water supply. There's, there's an energetic issue in my opinion with, with anything that's coming out of the tap water because, or the, the, the piping system, because one thing we know about water and you can definitely speak to this more is that there's an energetic principle to water. One thing I noticed when I went to Springs that was different from distillation or reverse osmosis or alkalizing systems that was essentially processing the water um, and making it healthier, making it cleaner. And yet there was an energetic um, piece that was missing from it. When I went to my first spring, I realized that there was, um, there was a transference of energy, almost a spiritual energy that was being transferred over to me. And that was actually, I have to say that that was a big shift in my spiritual journey because mm. the, it's like when you get connected to nature, 
and you get barefoot on the, on the earth. You start like doing things like sun gazing. You start receiving the photon rays of the sun into your bare skin. It changes your DNA. It changes your personality. You become more of a sun being. You become a more grounded being by getting grounded on the earth. But then when you take in the water, it infuses the energetics of the ecosystem that that, mm. that water is incubating in, in an underground aquifer. And you don't get that from a filter. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You don't, it, it's displaced or it's I mean, displaced, not the right words. It's, it's missing. There's a void there. There's a connection there that's lost. And I'd like to just kind of, um, kind of speak to that too, because a lot of times we get focused on the physicality of food and nutrition, but the spiritual imprints or energetics of the food that we're taking in, um, doesn't often get talked about. Yeah. Well put, um, you know, drinking, water with things like there you know we've done tests and there are lab verified probiotics in natural unprocessed spring water um you know that there's there's that scientific aspect and then there's that other aspect that you just can't quantify without feeling it for yourself and yeah you know once you start start drinking this real water um you need less food you're you know um and it it also it is like you said it's that that spiritual connection to source to to the earth that sustains us like embracing it like oh wow the earth is really still has so much pristine beauty and it can be healed and we don't need to alter it we don't need to to the earth's not dirty. We don't have to alter it with alter water with machines for it to be okay for us. You know, it's, um, it's definitely like a a disconnect that happens when we put up that barrier and, and almost like a, a block between, between source and between the earth, which, which has so much beauty and bounty to offer us. Absolutely. And this kind of brings up the concept of rewilding. And I know that's something that you're very into. I I, I imagine that you getting into spring water was a large catalyst for the journey of rewilding that you've been on. Obviously, you've been here in Maui for quite some time. You've been on quite the journey of your own personal exploration into like what's truly natural. How do we live as natural human beings on a natural earth? How do we embrace nature as our ally instead of as some kind of um, opposing energy. You know, one of the things that I see, um, one of the big detriments of living in a city is that you are insulated from the, from the emanations, from the communication with nature. You might have trees that are transplanted on the sidewalks of Los Angeles or something, and you have some kind of sense, or you go on a hike or something, you have some kind of sense of the, the energy that you feel. Maybe it's stress reduction or something. You just feel you just feel a little bit better, but that, but to actually immerse yourself in nature into, to, um, take in the bounty of nature, as you pointed out in all of its forms, water being probably the most effective way to get that download into your body and for it to reach to, to clean out the consciousness of the polluted city, um, domesticated mindset of humanity and really start to undomesticate ourselves and rewild ourselves. I want to kind of speak to that. Yeah. 
Yeah, good points. So living in a city, you know, um, a lot of, you know, most of us know what that is like. And there's, there's a lot of imprints that happen when you're in a city. There's a lot of, of mental noise. You know, if you're really sensitive, you can, you can kind of feel there's like an energy to a city just from everyone's thoughts, just from all the cars, um, you know, lawnmowers, whatever, all that stuff, um, smog, um, it's just, it's all an energy. It's all, it's a big energy and the earth has a natural energy and it's really big too. And it's a really healing frequency. And when you spend more time, um, deeper in that natural field, it really allows you to think clearly and to absorb all of these codes from nature. This, this idea that nature is infinite and abundant and always recirculating and, and just in such an infinite state, you know, whereas living in a city, there's just kind of, especially in America, there's just like this idea of like, go, 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 always doing something. Um, so yeah, rewilding, you know, this is the concept of sourcing your own food, sourcing your own water independently and, using that as a incentive to spend more time in nature. Um, you know, hiking is great, but there's only so much of that you can do without really having like an objective to me that, you know, there's only so much I can do until I, I get kind of a little bit bored with it. So for me, like spending, it's, it's more of like an adventure and a game when, I'm doing something like climbing a coconut tree, you know, just totally present and into what I'm doing, knowing that um, I'm sourcing food for, for myself and friends and families um, that is not, you know, oftentimes not genetically modified or has any type of fertilizer or any type of pesticides. It's just created by the earth. So it's, it's naturally just super mineral rich and, and, um, and just charged with the prana of the natural environment. So yeah, you know, spending time in nature, like there's so many foods and medicines we can forage and it's just such a great, and it's a great way to inspire us to get out more and also um, independently be a part of the ecosystem and live in harmony with our uh, local ecosystems. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that, that's a pretty, that's a pretty big topic and it can go very, very deep down the rabbit hole. Um, I want to, I definitely want to, because I feel like in order for somebody to do that, water is actually the greatest access point, right? That that's been true for me. That's been true for so many spring water connoisseurs, raw foodies, and, and different people that I've come across over the last decade in this work and traveling across the world and meeting different communities of people. And the one thing that I feel was the most powerful for me and is the most ritualized thing in my life and my health strategy is water. Like that's the one non-negotiable thing. Like I will not drink tap water. Like that, that's not even like an idea. It's like that's not even water to me. That's some kind of chemicalized, masqueraded um, 
uh, it's like chemical soup. It's not actually water in my own interpretation of what water actually represents. To me, water is an ennobled substance. It, it's a rarefied substance. Interesting alchemical perspective that I have on water is that no matter what problem you have in your life, whether it's psychological, it's emotional, it's a spiritual conflict, it's a, it's a financial issue, it's a business issue, water dissolves any problem into a solution, right? Mm. And so without water, there is no solution. And so if we try to bypass that particular um, alchemical code, if you will, and we try to work around it with all these machines and everything, not to say that you shouldn't have water filters on your shower. You shouldn't have a home filtration system, but what are you going to drink? What are you going to put into your holy temple? That's really the question I think that more and more people are asking right now. And I want to talk about spring water from your perspective because you're deep in it. This is your life's work, really. Like you're bringing in the age of Aquarius. I told you this the other day. I think like you really are the representative of the age of Aquarius. And what is the age of Aquarius? It's, it's the water bearer, those that will bear the water on their back. And that's quite literally what you do and I do when I do get to springs and have done for years. Like that's a, that's a pretty interesting metaphor in of itself. But, um, you know, so I want to talk about like, what do people need to know about spring water? Because we're going to get into the media controversies that, you know, that you're, you've been largely wrapped in. And I want to talk about that. I want people to really see the other side of it. Um, but what, what do you think that people really need to understand about spring water and, and things that they don't need to be afraid of? Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's definitely been a lot of media opposition surfacing within this last year, specifically targeted at live water and my own personal character. And, um, you know, it's this, it's this agenda by whatever forces that be that, that, um, want you to be in fear, um, and, and not be independent, you know, it's, it's this idea that, you know, nature is scary and, and it, it's dangerous and you should just stay at home and like buy food, buy food and, and buy advertise, buy whatever we're advertising and all of this stuff. Um, so, you know, spring water, it's, it's just, it's what we've drank for 99.9% of our existence. And, you know, people are just so funny with this saying, you know, you could get, you can get Jardia and all these other viruses and yeah, of course you could, but our ancestors never got that and died or we wouldn't be here. So obviously there's a way to do it. That's safe. And, you know, it's, it's not that we advocate someone just drink any, any source of water. Obviously there's, you have to be discerning. Um, and as long as you are discerning, as long as you, um, know what to look for. Um, you know, I've drank from, from dozens, if not hundreds of springs, probably just like you have. And uh, it's just always been a great experience, you know, you, know. you look like you're doing okay, Makunda. 
Yeah. Doing good. So, yeah, you know, it's the, there's, there's a lot of resources out there to, to find springs. Um, you know, our, our company, the company that, that I created, um, that offers fresh spring water and chilled reusable glass, uh, delivered to your door. That's an option. Um, that's a great option. You know, not everyone has time to go to the mountains and, and go drive three hours from LA and go get it themselves. Um, and you know, maybe it's, that's something you do every once in a while as, as a, as a nice family trip or something, but just don't have that, that, um, that time to do that or desire for whatever reason. Um, and in that case, you know, there's findaspring.com, which is a global resource of springs uh, all over the planet that the community has posted. People post pictures on there, um, test results, and that's something that um, my company, actually, Livewater, is going to be acquiring and um, really working to build the infrastructure for providing free tests, providing more spring access. Um, so that's one way to do it. Um, you know, the spring that, that we go to, Ronnie, the one we went to about a week ago and filled up here in Maui, um, that's one that I found with a really cool app that um, anyone who enjoys the outdoors ought to check out. It's called Gaia GPS app. And that shows you can get different maps of uh, anywhere in the world. And there's actually a lot of these springs have already been charted when they were um, laying the, the, um, the maps for, for everywhere. Um, so you can kind of find where different springs are in your area. And like the one I found, you know, it was just totally unutilized and um, it's kind of a fun adventure to find it and like kind of rediscover it and then introduce it to more people. So more people can um, realize this gift that is just so, so majorly not utilized and, and is really there for, for all of us, you know, almost anywhere you live, there's, um, there's springs um, that are really abundant um, just depending on, on how far you want to drive or, or, are or available for to do that. And I think people would be really surprised to know how prevalent these natural springs that are accessible to them. A lot of times you go to these springs and the whole community actually goes to that. If you're traveling across the country, I've done lectures, I've done like a, a two month book tour across the East coast. And I was in Connecticut and there was a spring right by somebody's house where there was a pipe out of it and people go to there regularly. If you go to Mount Shasta, obviously there's, that's pretty, that's pretty famous um, for, for, you know, some amazing springs, like all over the place, people have no idea that there's fresh living water that's been there for thousands, potentially millions of years that's that's totally clean that's actually been tested by some kind of um some kind of third party in the community or or that town or whatever um and is people are drinking out of it every single day of the week right and nobody and nobody is 
is the worse or ill for it, you know, but I can definitely tell you that people are worse and ill for drinking tap water. And there is something called tap water consciousness that I just want to make sure that I get out to people. I've been saying that for a number of years and um, that's actually become much more of a real concept to me when I think about spring water and I think about the municipal water supply and what's in the municipal water supply Um, fluoride being one of the main contaminants in our water supply. And we won't go into the whole, the whole uh, rabbit hole on that people. Most people in our field are pretty familiar with that, but you know, fluoride being a desynchronizing compound for the right and left hemispheres of the brain and potentially calcifying the pineal gland, which to me actually affects your consciousness. So tap water consciousness is a very real thing. And Over the years, I've been very interested about how nutrition and how water and how sunlight and how the earth and how our air affects our consciousness and affects Mm. our personality and who we're showing up in the world as and in our thinking process and what and what we actually value. Right. When I'm when I'm in a city, I value my value system seems to shift a little bit to more materialistic things. But when Mm. I'm. When I'm infusing my body with living food, that's that. What, what's the thing with living food? Well, it's it's water rich. That's the main mm. thing with living plant food, in my opinion. Yes, there's the enzymes. Yes, there's methyl groups. Yes, there's a bunch of other amazing things. The the nutrients are typically very bioavailable. But what's the real distinction? It's the food is rich in water, and it's really the water that you're that is actually that's nourishing you. It's the the waters of the plant, like in a fresh juice. That's kind of like a distilled version of that, that plant's blood or, or chemistry and life force that's being infused into you, giving you more life force. So it's the same kind of concept. But with spring water, it's more interesting to me because you're dealing with a substance that's been incubating underneath the earth that's never, ever been exposed to the outer atmosphere that's never been oxidized. It's never been polluted. It's never it's never. It's never act- it's taking its first breath the moment that it comes out of the spring. It, that's like a really interesting thing to me. Like that's the most real, authentic thing that you could possibly put in your body. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, you feel it, you know. It's, uh, it's an experience that, that is something everyone should really, really embrace for their, for themselves. And, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's not easy to go, to go out and collect it yourself or, you know, it's not cheap if you get it delivered because, you know, doing delivery and chilled reusable glass, is just not the cheapest thing. And it's just, it's so important. I mean, how much water are we? You know, um, it's, it's just like, it's, it just doesn't make any sense to, to skimp or to try and like cut costs or to, to not provide yourself with the best water. Like, you know, that's just not really showing up for yourself, not really showing up for self care, not. And, and so then how can you show up for your mission in the world? You know, if, if you're not taking care of that fundamental component of your health. Um, On that note, like real quick, like what, what, why would somebody want to consider glass opposed to plastic? 
So we all know BPA is, um, is toxic, right? BPA, BPA plastics, like one of the main things in plastics for many years. I mean, no, plastic is just, it's a whole chemical compound, you know, it's, it's lots of different stuff that have effects on our hormone levels. Um, and then, you know, a few years out, a few years back, they came out with like BPA free plastic. And then they did a study. Um, oh, actually the compound they replaced the BPA free plastic with is more toxic than the BPA free shit. Um, so, you know, with that, it's just, it's, I mean, it's obvious, you know, you taste, you taste pl- plastic from, from water bottles. that has been sitting around for a while. Um, and you just know it's not, it's not going to be good when you're, when you're drinking microplastics and hormone disrupting things. Um, and then, you know, the whole thing with like, so glass is obviously the best choice. Um, our, all of our glass is certified lab tested lead free. Um, and then, you know, you look at all the waste that's happening with, like, even if you, if you're getting like glass water bottles, you know, you got to think about when you throw, when you recycle it, if it actually gets to recycling, you know, first of all, the energy to go to the recycling place to get melted down and then to get reshaped again and then sent out again. I mean, it's just, it's antiquated is what it is. And the time is here where we can show up. We can, we have reusable glass, you know, um, we, we have our two and a half gallon glass jugs that we send all over the world. Um, we've got one gallons, we've got, uh, one liters and it's just a really, you know, they're convenient. They're convenient. They're easy to travel with, to transport, to, to lift. And there's just really no reason why we should be continuing to participate in a single use, uh, container system. Yeah, that, that's that's brilliant. And um, for everyone that's tuning in on video, can you show us one of those those um, sacred geometrical bottles that you guys offer? It's it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, um, had a lot of fun in, uh, designing these. You know, uh, water likes to flow, and like in a river, you know, it wouldn't just be like boxed; it would be flowing through things, and so. It, water likes to just kind of be able to, to move and have fluidity. Um, and there's also, you know, this is actually a compact shape. Most people are surprised when I tell them this is a gallon. And then we've got the, um, insulated organic cotton carrying cases. So it just makes it really convenient for you to, um, to take the best water ever on the go and, and not have to compromise. You know, there's no reason we have to compromise, um, with something as, as important as water. Yeah. I I feel like if there's anything that we should not compromise, it is our water. Um, for all the reasons that we mentioned and so many more, um, real quick, I'd love to do a little, a little shout out to your company and where people can immediately, if people are tuning into this and they're really inspired to really start implementing real unprocessed spring water into their house in a delivery method. They don't know. I mean, a lot of people don't know that you can actually have this delivered to your doorstep in these beautiful bottles um, on a monthly basis. Um, so let's talk about that real quick before we move on. 
Yeah. Um, so live water, we offer, um, as I said, we offer glass um, anywhere on the planet. We'll, we will ship glass for people to use. And then the water delivery service, that's available um, most parts of California. I'm going to be um, reaching out to more areas soon. But um, as of now, San Diego to Santa Rosa above San Francisco, um, if you live there, we will uh, bring you uh, fresh spring water and chilled reusable glass. So it's still got all the good probiotics. Um, and actually, um, Ronnie has a code for 50% off your first water delivery or 15% off any glass. Um, so that's a huge um, advantage to, to try it out, you know, try it out for yourself and just see how you feel. Yeah, and that, that code is human potential, all one word. That'll be in the show notes. Um, but if you want to go to that website right now, it's livespringwater.com, right? That's it. Yep. And then you also get 15% off your glass as well. And there is, there is an interesting thing when it comes to the symbology of our living, our living environment. You know, I believe that your, your environment suggests messages. It's called, it's called creating a suggestive environment, right? Like the books that we read, the, 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 the art and the different messages in our environment is suggesting things to us all the time, right? So if you're watching the news and you're watching whatever Donald Trump or the news or the old, you know, the old story repeated itself over and over, it's suggesting symbolic messages that are bypassing your conscious brain and going right into your subconscious brain and likely aggravating you what this, what we're, what, what this represents is another way to create harmonious, peaceful, suggestive messages. Um, in sacred geometry, um, I don't know if you want um, to talk a little bit about that and why you, you put the flower of life on your bottle. But sacred geometry is one of those things that, that, that has a suggestive, influential, positive message into the, the conscious mind. Yeah. So yeah, there's the, the flower of life, uh, imprinted on here. And that is, um, a pattern that repeats itself throughout nature and throughout biology. And yeah, you know, that's, that was really well put how you said that it's like having, having this, um, this sacred geometry glass really, um, enforces the idea of water being sacred and special and not something to take for granted. Um, and definitely makes you think about it a little bit more every time you sip, like having that gratitude because we are, we are, we do live in such abundance, um, with, with water, you know, most people don't, don't even think about it. And it's definitely, um, going to be time you know it is time that we we start to think about everything that we put into water all of our body care products washing your car um laundry stuff like all that stuff's going into the streams into the oceans like it's eventually reaching its way and then recirculating so we have to start start thinking about these things and and really start to cherish water and um look at ways to preserve it and and present it to 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 the planet because there is such this, this same, you know, idea of, of lack or scarcity that, that, um, that, that popular media wants to project to, to try and sell it. 
and and to try and you know big corporations trying to enforce water scarcity or, or take away rights to to these types of water sources um you know the earth is is abundant and it can be restored through the water through the the natural cycles of of the earth's self-cleansing process and th- and we have to just you know embrace this this change and really look at at our relationship to water and so you know having having a reminder of that is uh is something that's helpful absolutely you know there's so many different things that come to my mind as you as you shared that um what i do definitely want to do is i want to go a little deeper into the whole media side of things you know as we alluded to before you and your company and you're in a number of other of your contemporaries, Daniel Vitalis and um, our good friend, Seth, and a number of other just proponents have been, um, uh, what's the word, portrayed in the media a certain way, which the media loves to do, right? Anything that is uh, baitable, anything that they can bait people's attention and make completely outlandish headlines and distort a message um, and, you know, I thought one of the videos that you showed me where you were on, I don't remember what you've been all over the place, like on every major news media uh, platform, Comedy Central, like CNN, like just all kinds of crazy stuff, which is actually really amazing because it's allowed you to get the message out to people that otherwise wouldn't even know about spring water. But you've also had to deal with a lot of criticism, a lot of crazy social media comments and, um, you know, kinds of things like that. So I'd like for you to kind of share your perspective on that and, and um, anything else you'd like to share, because a lot of people still don't know what goes on in the media and they might see some of that stuff and be like, Oh, Whoa, wait a minute. Like this, this new fad or something, right. Spring water's a fad, right. Um, it's the oldest thing going and yet it's all of a sudden a fad. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the New York times reached out to me, um, and said they wanted to do an interview, uh, flew, um, because what we're doing is so different, you know, we're the only ones doing unprocessed spring water, um, in the States besides Seth, like you said, with tourmaline springs, um, which is, you know, it's in single use plastic, you know, I know they're trying and yeah, it's hard, you know, it's hard to do the reusable glass thing. It's, it costs a lot of, mo- of money to get the infrastructure going for that glass molds, having inventory to, to ship back and forth. Um, and, you know, it's hard to justify that cost for some people. Um, but yeah, so, you know, we're, we're kind of at the forefront of, of what's happening with this movement to, um, celebrating, uh, the earth's most bountiful gift. Um, and so the New York times, um, flew a photographer out to Maui, did a photo shoot with me. And then we invited him to our bottling facility in Oregon where our spring is. And we, you know, we were excited. We thought this was, you know, this was definitely, um, something that could be a catalyst for like a global shift to realize that there's, um, kind of what's the, what's happening on a deeper level with most spring waters that are out there. Um, and 
the day that it came out, the article, um, they, instead of picturing the spring where water comes from, they posted a photo of the creek downstream from the spring, which of course could potentially have whatever in it, you know? Um, whereas our water that they, and our spring that they took the photos of, it's, it's coming from a covered lava tube. There's like an encasement over this lava tube, 108,000 gallons per minute, um, just totally pristine water, totally, you know, sterilized bottling facility, triple rinse jugs, triple, triple washed. Um, just, you know, it, it's obviously com completely safe. Um, but yeah, so they, they captioned this, um, this photo of the Creek with a misleading caption, like this is where they're getting their water from. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's very interesting how, how these, how the mass media works. Um, as if like all of these huge networks just had pre pre scripted stories ready to go. Um, you know, CNN, ABC, uh, CBS, business insider Forbes. I mean, you name it, this story got around the globe. I mean, it was, you know, it was coming out in English publications and in Russia, um, and most of the headlines were that was that our water was $60 a gallon um, and would probably kill you. Um, and yeah, you know, the bottled water market in the United States is a $20 billion a year market. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of companies that, that don't like what we're doing, want to see it stopped. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of unfortunate, you know, um, when something like that happens that is just, you know, not a lot of independent journalism really showing how bad fake news is. Um, and then, you know, with with media outlets like Comedy Central reaching out um, to do an interview with me on The Daily Show, and then I show up. And the interviewer is sick from airplane food, of course, and doesn't want to drink the spring water that, that, uh, that I have um, and wants to, to portray me as some charlatan um, who, who's endangering people's health. And then, you know, I, I think it, it really, it triggers something for people because I think deep down people know, like, you know, it's it's kind of a, a lot to deal with the fact that we have been, you know, we, we came into this world as a matrix in, in, a, in a matrix. Like most people were born in hospitals, like a, with fluorescent lights and, uh, you know, spanking the baby and circumcision and this, like this, just this whole thing of like trying to, you know, almost in a way, like keep us contained in captivity and kind of like, like a, a slave mentality almost that a lot of people feel, they feel that and they want to be free. And it's, it, it is sad that we, we haven't grown up in natural landscapes that we've, you know, a lot of us went to public schools or private schools where you're just sitting in white rooms, learning things that, that, that aren't really, it, it's outdated 
stuff that's just not in harmony with earth. Um, so yeah, you know, it's, it's, I think it triggers people on a fundamental level because they feel like deeper, like, like, wow, this is really someone like challenging my fundamental beliefs about water. And like, who is this guy to, to go against the entire medical system and the CDC and, you know, all of these um, traditionally trained doctors that are prescribing all of the pharmaceuticals and, you know, chemo and, um, you know, things of this nature that just aren't really making people healthy. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm grateful that, that the New York times created, um, at least created, you know, a, uh, an awareness that, Oh, maybe there is, there is different types of spring water and there is, um, there is, there is something to it, whether you, agree with it or not there's there's a fundamental difference yeah what what comes up for me is that whenever the the institutions that oppose freedom for one way of saying it whenever they violently and and aggressively oppose anything it's usually because not only are they afraid of change but the the actual those that actually are controlling the the you know what's really going on there's a reason for it. There's an agenda. Right. And so what that tells me is that like, Oh wow. Then that means if I was just somebody that was just, I was not exposed to spring water and I was just looking at the situation. I was trying to like figure out like, okay, is it safe? Is it not? Well, there's all this opposition from those institutions that are into tap water consciousness that are into bottled water into hormone imbalances and infertility and obesity and diabetes and all that okay, well, then that must mean there's something there for me to look at. There's something there for me to investigate with my own experience and maybe look a little bit deeper than what the media narrative is telling me. Maybe there's something there that could be really powerful, right? One of the things that you were mentioning about your water in particular is that not only does it have um, a, a very high alkalinity, but it's also a reason for that. My theory, the reason for that is because it's very high in silica, right? And there's a, you know, I bring this up because there's a book called Silica, the Forgotten Nutrient, and it really is the forgotten nutrient. When you talk about mineralogy, we, we talk about like, you know, magnesium, calcium, um, iron, zinc, manganese, et cetera, et cetera. But silica is almost always left out of the conversation. In my opinion, silica is the crystal of consciousness, like Silicon Valley. What is that all about? Right? Like it's, it's what encodes the memory and the information that is in water. 100%. And I've seen some interesting, some interesting crystals, uh, in, in, in our water specifically, if you look on our Instagram, if you go back, a few pages, you can actually see where rainbow crystals had distilled within the water. So yeah, I mean, you're drinking with high silica water, you're drinking rainbow crystals. Um, So, you know, being that all these computers are operating off of silica, silicone, um, you know, it's our, our bodies are antennas and magnifiers and the earth's putting out this energy and we're this electromagnetic field. And, you know, if you're grounded, then 
then you're also like this channel for the earth, the earth channeling through you. And so to really have your crystal, like to be upgrading your crystal with, with the earth's silica is just going to help you project that much brighter and to help you think that much clearer. And um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, there, there's definitely something to that, you know, silica being, um, the, the, what they call the beauty mineral. That's, that's kind of a rarity in, in a lot of foods, um, you know, good for hair, good for nails, good for joints, good for skin, um, just so many things. And yeah, that's the type of thing where like, okay, so you, if someone's out there, you know, you're drinking filtered water, right. Um, you're going to get out, you know, 99% of the whatever the birth control drugs that are in the tap water because it's recycled recirculated water that's like kind of a little bit filtered out um so you filter it out again right and you get out almost all of that stuff out you can't put back in the earth's natural probiotics you from water you just you can't put back in the natural rainbow crystal silica it's just not you can't humans can't replicate what nature can do and i think it's it's um it's it's funny that that you know we have this idea that that um what comes from nature just isn't perfect as it is as in its original form uh, very very well put one of the things i want to point out there because some people might be thinking like well, what about Dr. Masro Emoto's famous research on affecting the, the, the crystalline reorganizing structure of the water with your consciousness? And that's actually very true. Like that is a very powerful demonstration of how our consciousness affects water. And I want to point out that all of his experiments were done with distilled water. And I'm not saying anything wrong with it. In cases of detoxification, calcification, there, there's application for it. But what I want to point out about this is that the earth, we're talking about, we're not talking about necessarily affecting the water with our own consciousness. We're talking about taking in the consciousness that's already crystallized and organized itself in water and taking that into ourself so we can upgrade our own consciousness, if that distinction makes sense. So Emoto actually did do a few experiments just between like regular distilled water with just no projection on it and like spring water. Oh, I didn't and, know that. Oh, yeah, dude. And it's a big difference. Huge. I mean, the, the, the spring water one was just beautiful, beautiful crystals. The distilled water was just like a blob. So, you know, even with that, there's, you know, yeah, thoughts are huge. Thoughts are definitely huge. And, you know, it's like what the thoughts going through your head obviously are going to dictate your mood, you know, for always self-doubting, self-judging or judging other people, all of this stuff. It's, it's so important to start to, to look at our, our thoughts and, and just where we're at throughout the day. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, I think that's just a great example of, of how, how powerful thoughts and intentions are. And water is just, is, um, is a great substrate to empower us to project it, whatever we want, love, gratitude, abundance, harmony, you know, it's the spring water is a natural tool to help us amplify that, that field out into the world. 
Mm. So, so well put. And it kind of brings, it kind of ties full circle to this concept that I, I kind of riff, riff and raff on is like, you know, you are what you eat. And I would say you are what you drink is the primary golden rule. You are what you think is really secondary because I've been in the personal development industry for a good 15 plus years. And I can tell you right now, all the people that I used to revere, and I still think they're brilliant success and prosperity philosophers. I'm so grateful for them. But the big disconnect in that industry is what you put in your body because, you know, people just believe like you can just think your way to good health. You can just think it, think it. But where are you thinking from? What, mm, what what's your that? fuel? Yeah, what's your fuel and what's influencing that is a hyper materialistic kind of programming inside of you that that's your idea of success and that that's what you want to manifest or in the case of what we're talking about are you willing to be influenced by the vibrations of nature which in my interpretation water is the carrier wave for spirit to manifest itself in physical form. Because, you know, just on, on that side and my little, my little metaphysical lingo, as I always, I always have to talk about metaphysics, like spirit as an energy that animates life must animate within form. It must express itself within form. Otherwise, it can't express itself. That's why we as souls theoretically come onto the planet in these, these avatar-like bodies because we want to express ourselves in a physical form. Otherwise, it's just zero point infinity but we can't actually express ourselves in a conditioned manner we can't create necessarily so how does spirit express itself how does it even get into a tree how does it get into a, a human being well it needs to be carried by something i'm pretty sure that something starts and ends with water yeah man well put that's a great metaphor yeah, so the implications are deep. Obviously, there are certain um, factions that would prefer people to be on tap water consciousness for potentially the reasons I just mentioned and many others. And so what you're doing, brother, is so absolutely important. I told you the other night, I'll tell you a million times again, every time you might you you forget, just like I do, how important the mission that we hold is because it's a big mission and people don't see behind the scenes. They don't see how challenging this mission is if nobody's like, I didn't know until I saw all those, the, you showed me those videos from the media, the media kind of um, distortions. I didn't know that, that it was that deep. And I was like, wow, man, you're really holding a light for the world. Like keep going. I got your back. There's a whole community of people that got your back. Keep going because this is one of the absolutely most important endeavors that um, any human being could be leading. So super, super happy and um, yeah, just super happy for you and to be in alliance with you and for you to be a voice for a message that is so near and dear to my heart and to be able to share that with my audience, share that with all the people that, um, that follow my work is, is really amazing. Thank you, brother. Yeah. You know, it's, we're evolving really quickly right now as a human, um, getting smarter, technologies advancing, um, and it's, it's, you know, there's dangers in that, you know, you can get sucked into technology and sucked into, um, you know, wanting to just kind of check out and just, and just have things provided for you. But I really, you know, have just found so much growth and going out into nature and like remembering those primal roots and, and moving with your body and like making love with nature, you know, having that 
that balance. And, um, you know, this, this rewilding or, or just, you know, call it respecting and remembering these fundamental things that have, that connects humans to our ancestors, to our, to our deepest lineage and connection with the earth, you know, we're all doing it together. And it's, um, it, it's the one thing that, that connects all of humanity. You know, we all need good water. So I really, um, am excited to see, um, to see the, the, the shift that's starting to happen with people just really returning to, um, valuing the earth on a deeper level because it's, it's, you know, being in earth, spending, spending time in nature, like, you know, whether that's hunting or fishing or just collecting your own food, whatever that is, you're going to, whoever, whomever does that is going to value the earth and its resources on the, the deepest level and, and really be available to protect it and, and, and desire to protect it and have that be self-incentivized to do so. And, you know, we can regrow forests. We can, we can, we can turn deserts into, into beautiful landscapes and oases because the earth is abundant. We, we just have to, to really start to, sh- to sh- shift our focus on how important um, the earth's natural resources are. So I'm excited for, um, for, for all of us who are waking up uh, into this right now. Absolutely. 100% with you. And so for everyone listening, one more time, if you're just tuning into this, go to, again, www.livingspringwater.com. No, correct. Livespringwater.com. I always do that. Livespringwater.com. And you can get 50% off your first water delivery by using the code human potential. That's just something that we put together to help everybody out there um, to really introduce them to the magic of this. And I guarantee you my experience, obviously, Makanda, yours, all of our friends, every single person that I've ever talked to that's really got into spring water, um, they never go back. They never say like, oh, I, I, okay, I'm, I'm, I'd, I'd rather have reverse osmosis water. <laughs> it just doesn't ever happen like that. And, and when you do go back, by the way, and, you, and you're in a pinch or something and you do that, and thank God for all that, that it's there and available. But when you do that, you can tell the difference immediately. There's no life force. There's just something missing. There's some kind of intrinsic substance that's missing. It doesn't taste like anything. It's like spring water actually has a distinctive taste and every spring water is different. Um, and uh, yeah, so again, livespringwater.com. Use the coupon code human potential, all one word. You're going to save 50% off your first water delivery. Give it a try. This may be the most important thing in your health optimization strategy that you do for you, your family, and everyone that you come in contact with. So that's my little plug. Makande, it's been a total pleasure and honor uh, having this conversation with you and also living with you. And you re-inspire me to put this message back into the world. So I want to thank you. Thank you, brother. It's, uh, it's been really great living with you as well. Um, and yeah, I'm super proud of what you're doing, the work in your world. Uh, congratulations on your uh, promotion with Purium, the great, great natural products that you offer. Um, I know you just made it to the green diamond level. So 
you know, I, I love seeing, um, seeing brothers and sisters out there that are, uh, that are really promoting health and really, you know, just want people to be healthy. And, you know, we're all, we're all here for each other. I hope you enjoyed this fascinating episode of the Holistic Health and Human Potential show. Before you head off, I want to invite you to go to my website for further podcast episodes and tons of free content on holistic health, natural nutrition, and human potential. Please go to www.ronnylandis.net to find out how to take your health and your life to the next level. And also, I want to encourage you to leave a five-star review for this podcast on our iTunes page, which will help me in my mission to get these inspiring messages to millions of people throughout the world. I thank you so much for your support, and I look forward to continuing to provide amazing conversations and content on holistic health and human potential.